Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today we have Lucia Grillo with us. Did I get it right? Lucia Grillo. All right, all right. <laughs> well, I got the first name right, didn't I? That's, that's all that matters. That's, that's all that all counts. That, totally, right? Because that's pronounced Italian, that name like yeah. that. Yeah, it would be Lucia Grillo, but Lucia Grillo, yeah, <laughs> anglicized. <laughs> You have to almost like roll roll that last name off your tongue, right? Right. <laughs> so I mean, you do. So you're you produce shows, uh, vegan lifestyle television, Amazon Live, which many people don't know about, which I am very excited to talk about. So you're in the TV world, and you also you're an actress and and do stuff. So talk a little bit about you know your little clip notes of your history and and why you're doing what you're doing right now. Okay. So I, yeah, I started out as an actress and I still am. And um, then I became a filmmaker, um, narrative and documentary in Italy, mainly okay. um, from New York as, but I wanted to make films in Italy where my parents are from. So I lived in Italy when I was making my films. And when I came back to New York, um, while I was auditioning for theater jobs, I got a, I got a job as associate producer and correspondent for a show about Italian, Italian American culture that had been on TV for many, many years. Um, and then after, I guess about seven years or so, I was promoted to producer of the show and, and then sometimes host. So I realized that the show had never had food on it. So it was a cultural TV show, right, about Italian culture, and they'd never explored the food aspect of the culture. So I asked my executive producer if I could do food segments. And he said, yes. And I said, but there's one, there's one caveat. I really want them to be vegan segments. And he said, fine, go for it. So those segments had, had record views, not only for oh, the show, yeah. but for the network itself. Wow. And um, amazing, right? It helped me get the show to the top five most viewed on the network. And then I expanded it. So, you know, it was always within the Italian-American world. So I was inviting in Italian-American designers who were designing vegan accessories, you know, wallets, belts. Mm -hmm. So I expanded it. When I left that job, friends of mine, even non-vegans, were urging me to do a fully vegan show. Because they said, you know, it, it there's a need for it. I do this as you know for a living. I've been vegan for so long. So I went vegetarian when I was 12, and then I've been vegan since 1996. So this is my normal. Every aspect of my life is vegan, right? As much as we possibly can research and read and what. So I thought, oh God, what am I doing? I I don't know how to tell people to start. Because I've been doing this so long, it's kind of, an, I mean, I still have to do the process, right? Reading yeah. everything and yeah. studying and researching. But I was like, you know, I, I just don't know how to tell people. So a friend of mine, we met for lunch one day when he was trying to convince me to do this. And I had just gone to the, the one vegan shoe store here in, in Manhattan. And he took my phone 
and he turned the camera on and he said, all right, so you just got new vegan shoes today. Action. Tell us about them. (laughs) So I started putting videos like this. I created an, an Instagram page, started putting videos, which I was calling segments. on this Instagram account and then finally about a year a year or so later six months later um, I found out that the local network here in Manhattan Manhattan Neighborhood Network was um, accepting producers like pitches from from for shows so I put together um, a pilot episode compiled from these segments and I had everything I had everything from um uh, my fr- I had Greek actress friends, you know, Greek Greek actress friends that lived here, that live here in New York, who, that I had just done a TV drama with, or sorry, a web a, a web series with drama. They came over and we made a Greek feast. So I had that. I had my dad on, who's a chef. Um, I had him cooking with me. So I did this pilot episode, submitted it. The network loved it, and here we are, thirty-two episodes later. Wow. That's amazing. You know, and I love that story because so many people, you know, can relate or need to hear that because sometimes you just got to start and you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen all the time. And there's many things that I've done where I've just started and it's led into lots of other things, like even doing this podcast. And we've done 70 episodes now in three and a half months. Wow. And yeah, and it's, it's led to so many things for me. (laughs) so many things and 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 so I think it's such a great thing you know to show people like you just keep doing stuff and when you're doing stuff everything always doesn't work out but eventually something works out when you're making stuff happen right (laughs) that's true that's true at first I was kind of impatient because you know I was living in my own kind of vegan bubble because I've been veg so long right um I haven't and then I hadn't lived in New York for many many years because I was in um, uh, Wales, then LA, then Italy. Right. So I hadn't been home in New York. So when I can still, people are like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Lucia. <laughs> you know, I've got the TV show. They're like, the TV show? What are you talking about? So I came back home and like, you know, it's not, you know, not every vegan is your vegan, you know? And so I'm like yeah. finding kind of my people. But also the thing is that, you know, I was advised early on by, you know, let's say, um, social media consultants to find pick three topics you know one to three topics that you're going to cover so that you know your demographic and I'm like my demographic is the entire world mm-hmm. you know because one being vegan it's for everybody so I'm not trying to reach women my age you know who shop at a specific store also my being vegan is everything from the bodega to Michelin rated restaurants right from you know, a, a, a burger, a vegan burger joint in wherever, let's say Phil- Philadelphia to um, a high-end restaurant in Italy. My vegan is, you know, trying to find cheapo shoes on Amazon, you know, that I can, that are not going to destroy the, uh, the environment, but that are inexpensive that I can buy really quickly to high-end handmade vegan stilettos. So, you know, or like, you know, sneak running shoes. So yeah. my vegan is my vegan life, my vegan lifestyle encompasses all of it. You know, and even like, you know, let's say the quote unquote white woman yogi to, you know, people here in my neighborhood. Yesterday I had a lovely, let's say, colleague and friend 
on who's a black animal rights activist. Right. So my vegan is all of it. So it was um, what, how you say that it leads to so many things. I think the one beautiful thing about it is that we create or we're, we connect to the community and you know it strengthens our community no matter what we're doing. Um, in you know, in media or just in outreach and being outspoken for the animals. Yeah, I love that. So once you kind of got the shows going, give us a little bit of backstory of the shows and 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 how they've developed and a little bit of what they're about and what have been some of the challenges doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you mean like the topics of the show, the of each? Yeah, other give us episode? a bit of overview of this yeah. show so people kind of know a little bit more about what shows you're doing. Okay, so my my show is called, everything's called Lucia's Vegan Lifestyle. I was trying to think of something clever, but I thought, you know what, I just, by the time I think of like a clever name for this show, it's going to, I just want to get this out there. So I just called it Lucia's Vegan Lifestyle, which was supposed to be tentative. And then I thought, what is more reflective of what I'm doing or I'm sharing, right, how I'm living as a vegan, hoping that it will help others do it as well. So topics of the show, I've covered everything from, of course, food to I did one episode on uh, because I'm also an actress and filmmaker. I did an episode where I took clips from film, TV and films, you know, comedies to dramas, um, web uh, series, you know, uh, sitcoms. And I took that referenced veganism or had vegan characters and I did my own commentary on, you know, how vegans are rep- represented in the media, in film and TV and in fictional places. Right. Um, so it was very interesting. And I would love to continue doing that. So that's one that I did. And I've done, um, I did one on, on breast cancer, breast health, because I, I had breast cancer last year. Okay. So, um, you know, so I, I had an episode on navigating it as a vegan and interviewed Dr. Christy Funk, who uh, works with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Right. And she has an incredible website helping people, you know, women and anybody who has anybody who has breasts have, uh, you know, good breast health to prevent uh, recurrence or even risk of getting cancer. So that was a great. And she did Angelina Jolie's um, surgery, breast okay. surgery. So I had her on. I my latest episode. I my had mom, my mom just beat breast cancer last year too. She did. Oh my God! Congratulations! I'm so very. And happy. you're doing good too. Oh yes, yeah. Thanks That's so amazing. much for asking. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I was lucky because first of all, I should never have gotten it in the sense that I've been a like a healthy vegan all my life, but um, I started smoking cigarettes when I was a kid, like twelve. Right. So that, according to Dr. Funk, that's most likely why I got right. cancer. Um, but being vegan, I think, and, and Dr. Funk also agreed with me that, it, you know, I had a very, very small lump. So probably because of being a healthy vegan, my body wasn't creating the atmosphere to, you know, make it worse than it was. Right and now, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in better shape now because after that, I was like, you know, I, I've said this before. I, I, I had gotten fat, like I gained, I think, 20 pounds and my BMI was still within the healthy range. 
But for me, I was like not looking like myself and not feeling like myself. I guess most of us didn't during the pandemic. So now I'm like, I've been working with an ethical vegan um, nutritionist, dietitian and, and fitness coach. Right. And I'm, I'm looking better than I am feeling better than I have in literally decades. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That's awesome. Thanks. I'm so happy for your mom. How did she, is she also vegan? Did she, did she beat it that way? Or how did she, how did she get healthy? Yeah, I think she's not full, but she's not full vegan, but she doesn't, they don't, most of the women are, I grew up in a real meat eating place in Canada, right? And farming and stuff, but the women mostly, like they don't eat, she doesn't really eat meat and that type of stuff, fish, she's, she does. So, um, but um, yeah, she, but she eats pretty clean other than that. You know, she's a very clean, a clean eater. Uh Um, so I think, you know, that was probably half the battle of, mm-hmm. like you said, of being able to, you know, eat clean and, and keep the stress down yeah, and yes. stuff like that. I have a course called Brainwave Synergy and I'm very, um, it's, it's really lots of meditations in it, but a lot living in the present, a lot moving your brain waves to the highest levels and wow. stuff. And she followed that and she said it actually really helped her. Oh, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm you wow. like it. It's wow. good. It's, yeah, there's actually quite a few. There's a quite a couple of really well-known people from LA actually in the acting world in different places have done it and oh, had okay. good results with it. Yeah. Oh, good. You know, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I was talking about that recently. I don't know, tell me if this is related. Like um talking I listen to I, I listen to hip hop, but I listen to classical, right? Maybe Beethoven, you know, sometimes yeah. Chopin and Schubert. But right. I was telling something that someone that is a I'm kind of a nocturnal animal. I'm, I'm, I wish I never had to sleep because I love the morning. I love the night. But even as a kid, excuse me, as a teen, I would wait until like everybody was asleep to do my homework mm. because it's just quiet and I could focus and I would put mainly Beethoven, but classical music on. And then I read years later that classical music actually helps your brain waves and it's good for brain health and for your health, your health in general. Yeah, I can see that 100%, right? Because it moves you, it, that music would move you into a brain, into a, most people live their life in a beta brainwave, in beta, and beta is your either every, everyday state, which you can't create transformation in, in beta brainwave. Now, now beta is not bad if you're trying to study, you know, and learn stuff. So that that's okay. But then there's high beta and that's stress, frustration, worry, anxiety, overwhelm, all that. So most people just live their entire life in this beta brainwave okay. where no trans- transformation actually can happen in that wave. So mm-hmm. when you start to create true transformation, you're moving into alpha and theta and these different brainwaves, which that classical music would definitely help move into those actually brainwaves to cause more, you know, just more calmness and, and move into that general. Like you have a very, uh, very calm demeanor like a very pleasing personality you had a very good energy about you Thank like it's you. just very calm I think people could just listen to you and be like it's just calming it really is right my older sister had said she's like your voice can put me to sleep I thought she was being a mean big sister <laughs> I was like is that a compliment or <laughs> yeah it's interesting because you're also Italian 
Yeah. And, and I'm a New and, Yorker. <laughs> yeah, and a New Yorker. So that doesn't go as with as much as an Italian and a New Yorker, right? But I always say, like, I'm I'm ni- I'm very, very nice. I am so nice until someone pisses me off. Yeah. That's the Italian part, right? Don't let yeah. <laughs> my mother says, my mother has said, um, it's it's worse, it's better to be stricken by lightning than to piss Lucia off. That's funny. (laughs) But I think that's because I'm so nice that when people do piss me off, like I'm patient, I'm patient, I'm patient. And then, all right, I've had it. Like you, I, you have tested my patience. I'm done. Yeah. And then, um, so, so they don't expect it. Right. Cause they, they keep thinking, all right, well, she's patient. She's going to keep taking it. And then I'm like, no way, you know, you really have pushed the limits. And they're like, how did how are you this angry? I'm like, you made me. It's from your actions. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so on camera, you know, let's say speaking for the animals or you know, against any injustice, I'm calm. Out in the street, yeah. you know, on the front lines, you know, yeah. my voice gets so my voice gets hoarse from the shouting. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I can see that I can see that that's awesome. That's awesome. So so where do you want, like, where are you trying to take your, where do you see your business going and what you're doing in the next, you know, two, three, four, five years? What's your goal? Thanks so much for asking that. Um, uh, and I love this now because I always take the end of the year to reflect on my accomplishments. Right. You know, the goals that I have achieved from the beginning of the year until the end of the year, and then try to prepare to going into the, the new year. So this is a great timing for this question. And um, I have some exciting news, which I, I don't know if your show will air before or, or be um, published before my next episode of my TV show, but I will be announcing that I'm going to do a Veganuary Instagram takeover in mid-January. So that's very big for me. I'm really excited about it. But with the TV show, um, I want to bring veganism mainstream. It is time. It is way overdue. People want it. People need it, right? Our planet needs it. The animals are counting on us. And I think now, you know, even the show, doing the show has taught me so much. And it has actually shown me that with every aspect of vegan living, all the things we mentioned before and beyond, you know, there is now enough for people, I mean, there has always been for those of us who, you know, didn't consider it a sacrifice, but now there's enough to be able to teach people on mainstream television networks that you can live a fully vegan life. You can live a life fully, you know, from a compassionate aspect and not feel like you're missing out. Or on the other hand, if you're like, you know, if you have a good, you know, a full wallet, you won't be missing out if you are not you know, um, well off financially or struggling financially, you can still live a compassionate life towards our fellow sentient beings. So I I really want uh, the show to perhaps be picked up by a major network. This is this is my goal. Right. And or for me to be invited as a guest on major networks to talk about vegan, not only veganism, right, as an as an as an ethic stance, but showing people even different products and brands, and not only food, because that's what mo- mostly people focus on. Yeah, yeah. But I want to show them. I've I've been working with brands, and it's increasing. You know, I've worked with luxury shoe vegan shoe brands that are sustainable and eco friendly. 
here in New York and here or in LA and, and it, yeah. in Italy and I'm working with different brands. So I want to bring them all to major networks and then show the general public that this is what veganism is and you can do it too. So that's one of my major goals for the new year. That's amazing. What's um, what's some of the challenges that you find working to grow your type of business? Um, just the challenges is that because I started Lucia's Vegan Lifestyle during the pandemic, which was great because with my background, you know, producing and hosting TV, um, and then learning all the aspects, you know, over the years as a filmmaker, shooting, editing, um, I was able to do it all by myself. But after 32 episodes, <laughs> I'm, I look, I keep saying I'm tired, but I keep doing it. But I think the challenges of, you know, setting up your camera, it's the physical and technical challenges yeah. and schedule wise, because I'm doing so much that there's literally not enough time in the days and it's growing so much right. that I can, the, the platform has expanded from the TV show to Amazon Live, which I, I wouldn't mind talking about for a minute, to Amazon Live, to creating content. You know, I create like short films for vegan brands and influencer content. So doing all every aspect of all of those by myself is a lot. So right. that's the biggest challenge. I have the pleasure of going to the TV studio once a month just to shoot, you know, what we call stand-up or tosses, like the introduction to the show or like, you know, introducing this different segments of the show or yeah. like, you know, now that the pandemic is over, having guests in the studio or, you know, via Zoom. So that's such a pleasure to have. And they're they're so amazing there at m and um, But the challenges have been have been that really. Right. Yeah, that make that makes sense. So are you ready to start, you know, bringing on a couple people to help you? Are you at that stage now where you're yeah. ready to do that now? Yeah, I'm setting up for the next year. So I've already been talking to, you know, a media consultant who's a colleague, colleague that I worked with at another TV studio, uh, network. So, you know, I'm starting to talk to people now to prepare for the next year. And also I've opened I've opened up sponsorship opportunities for brands to sponsor the TV show. Right. So, which is amazing for them because this is a unique opportunity. In New York City alone, my show reaches 600,000. It has a 600,000 viewership reach. Right. And being the only vegan television show, it's a very it's in a very unique position as well as all the cross promotional opportunities, right? With my not only my social media, but there are brands who also sell on Amazon. So with my Amazon Live show, um, I don't know if people are familiar with Amazon Live. Yeah, tell us more about that. It's kind of a QVC or like a home shopping network, but I'm going to say better because, um, you know, I do it in my home. So I'm showing still showing people how I live at home with products and tools that help people live, you know, I say their best vegan life. So helping navigate, helping people navigate Amazon when they're shopping um, and finding vegan products and brands. So um, I do a live show and I've done all different, all different topics from Sunday brunch, you know, with vegan pancake mix or, you know, um, everything from raw, because I love raw living as well. So I've made these, oh God, a couple of weeks ago, I made these 
in my dehydrator, I made cake, chocolate cake balls. Mm. They were amazing. They were so good. I think I ate, I think I ate the entire batch in like less than a week by myself. Wow. So, so good. So good. So that, or like, you know, Monday makeover where I'm showing people vegan makeup, you know, doing my own makeup and showing them and, you know, telling them about the different brands. So, and it also has a, a storefront connected to it um, where I have, they're called idea lists. So, you know, different lists in different categories. And I have everything from vegan travel to vegan PMS remedies or, you know, tools, menstrual, you know, menstrual, you know, things for menstruation. So all across the, all across the board, vegan kids, vegan pets, it's highly curated. And I'm constantly updating it as I shop for myself or as someone, you know, as another vegan is like, I can't find so-and-so. I'm like, oh, let me look at that and then put it in this storefront so that vegans have it ready for them. Right. So, uh, and then videos. So brand videos or product videos. Got it. End up, if you look at, if you go through Amazon and you're shopping on Amazon, if you go kind of to the bottom of a product page, you'll have videos of people using the products. Okay, yeah. So I create those as well. Okay. Which is great because then, then people, you know, vegan shoppers can look and see me using the product or unboxing yeah. it and they have a visual of you know what these products are so that's a big this is a new platform I'm one of the let's say the initiators of it I think there are several hundred of us um but I I'm the only vegan influencer on there who has you know a 100% live stream fully dedicated to all around vegan living Right. That's cool. That's awesome. Do, so do you think, um, you know, and I think this is a question for the viewers that I won't get to ask uh, any too many other people. So I'm going to ask you this because you're in the space. Okay. When we're talking about like, you know, film and stuff like this, I mean, things have changed a lot, obviously, you know, for, you know, from Hollywood days, yeah. you know, to like one of my best girlfriends, you know, she has 64 million followers on TikTok alone, not let alone her other platforms. Wow, wow. Right. So, you know, she pushes the needle more than a celebrity in, yeah. in, in Hollywood, way more, yeah. um, you know. And so, you know, with, with you in the film and, and doing this type of area, where do you see things going? Like, is it, you know, because you've got Netflix shows and you've got Amazon shows now and you've got like, you know, before you used to just go to the movies and watch Hollywood, you know, but now there's so much in that area mm-hmm. and you can produce your own content. Yeah. Do you think, where do you think that whole industry is going? Because I like it. It gets more opportunity, I think, for more people to get documentaries or shows out like what you're doing and stuff. Where, what do you feel about that industry, I guess? Um, oh, I love the industry. I love it and I hate it, but you know what? Every time I go to LA and I meet up with my friends, I'm like, oh God, you know, it's like business, you know, it's like, you know, we're talking film and it's just so, I love it because I love the creative aspect of it. Right. Um, The business part is interesting, but I think because I'm a creative person, you know, the business aspect is, you know, I, I never, you know, until I was thinking about our conversation before we, before we started and I was like, I never considered myself an entrepreneur, but now with Lucia's vegan lifestyle, I certainly do because I'm learning things that I, you know, we didn't exist a decade ago. So um, 
the industry, it's interesting. And a lot of people in the industry are actually, you know, talking about this, but it's the same thing. When I, when I started as a filmmaker, it was that point where, you know, a digital, there was digital versus film. Right. And purists were, were saying, oh, digital will never look as good as film. You know, if you make a film on digital, it's cheap. And, you know, and it was kind of um, a little bit upsetting because I was making my first film and I wanted to make it on actual celluloid. Right. But I didn't have the budget. And if I wanted to get this film made, I would have had to either wait and try to get more money but I, or I could do it digitally and work with people that I knew would help, had the talent to help make, make it look beautiful. Right. So um, the same thing now, I mean, even, even in a more expanded version of that, is that we're all still trying to figure it out. Um, so it is offering opportunities in some aspects creatives have to be care- not careful or have to, they have to decide what they want because when you um when you have your works on some platforms it's not a creator friendly environment right got it yeah so you're not you know the return on investment yeah of what you're making financially might not be what you hoped to you got know, it yeah or earn so it depends what you want, but it, it is exciting, you know, even from a vegan aspect that, you know, I was flipping, I thought I'd watched everything that I liked. And I was like, um, there was a cooking competition show on HBO Max and the host of it, he's gay and I have, such, he, but I have such a crush on him. He's, um, why am I forgetting his name now? Uh, Levy, Levy, Dan, Dan Levy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Levy. He is so cute. I have such a crush on him. So he's hosting this like brunch competition. And I don't watch vegan. I don't watch cooking competitions because I just can't bear seeing, you know, animal flesh. Yeah, I just, right. it's just, it's disturbing to me, which I, I'm sure to a lot of vegans, most vegans. Um, but um, so I was like, all right, let me just watch. Dan Levy's so cute. Let me see what it's about. And there's a vegan chef on it. Right. And at the end of every episode, I, I kept kind of like gritting my teeth or like, you know, because I was like, please don't cut the vegan show. Please don't cut. And he was so good. His food looks so delicious. So even from a vegan aspect, the inter- not only the industry, but well, yeah, the industry is opening up to it finally. And I think the same thing is going to happen in on TV and stream. Well, maybe not so much. T- yeah, TV. TV and streaming that happen, and even film as far as sustainability, right? There, there are huge efforts now to have sustainable sets. Right, so, yeah, that's cool, yeah. As an actor, I've always had a great time on set with catering and stuff like that. And I've always had a good time asking people to not, like wardrobe, to not let me wear leather shoes or, you know, fur, faux fur to make, you know, or and makeup so people have been lovely about that and um I've really I've personally had a pretty easy time with that but it's even becoming more sustainable you know so which is great so um 
I think what I think um, what's going to happen is now that we're introducing, right, we're introducing veganism and it's slowly um, entering mainstream, I think it's going to have a huge burst. Right. And it's going to be an explosion, just, just like what's happening with food development, mm-hmm. right, in the last 10 years and in the last like five, two years. Food development, plant-based food development, or and even lab stuff that's not animal-based is really rapidly explode. It's exploding, and um, I think the same thing is going to happen. Mm, that's interesting because you know it, that's a refreshing take because you know right now you hear so many talk, people talking about uh, you know it's kind of leveled off. And which is not true, but it's because the companies like Beyond the Meat lost some market share mm-hmm. and certain things have happened in the industry. But what people don't realize is it's like anything when when kind of, you know, veganism started to become popular and these companies started to pop. Well, people were just putting money into anything. So mm-hmm. it was like they were just giving money away. And it was like the same with dot com bubble, same with real estate, same with every industry when something NFTs you know, crypto, everyone, and now all of a sudden that took a massive hit, you know, so it's the same thing, I think, with everything, and I think this was the same thing where, you know, investors were putting money into just anything, and not even really looking into it, if you named these books vegan, you didn't even have a business model, they would have given us a million (laughs) dollars. Well, I hope somebody will give us millions of dollars, (laughs) so we can continue to do your podcast on my TV show, there we go, we're here, yeah, I love it. Um, um, I think, I think it's, I think a little bit differently because I think that, you know, maybe greenwashing, but you know what, in a sense, I kind of don't care. I I care about greenwashing. It's wrong, but I think those, I, I think those people who invested, yes, for them, it might be about money and they jumped on a trend or, you know, the, uh, something novel that was innovative that they knew that they could make a, a, you know, they could get a good return on investment or was worth the risk. NFTs, my, my, let's say, rural Southern Italian blood instincts <laughs> don't, didn't like it from the beginning. I'm like, no, it's so counter, you know, counter humanity and planet. It's weird. I don't want to go to this kind of futuristic world we need to save our planet before we can do that kind of stuff right but I think that I think that people even if it's plateaued a bit you know with this kind of excitement of of plant-based foods I think that people people are becoming very aware even if they're not yet aware of the of sentience and how they treat animals they are certainly getting aware of what's going on with the planet they live on right yeah. So I think that even if people jump on it as a trend, that, you know, the plateau does not mean that it's going to decline. The plateau just means that um, it's it's becoming normalized. You know, I've seen, yeah. you know, uh, commercials for like, I went shopping on this, you know, internet, you know, whatever, like, you know, those delivery services. And I found a vegan lip gloss. And I'm like, what? Wait, say that word again. <laughs> you know, the vegan, the magic word. Yeah. So it's becoming, it's becoming normal. 
as much as people are anti-vegan, um, as someone who's been vegan for this long, you know, as a, as a vegetarian kid who was like, I cannot wait until there are vegan shoes so that I can stop buying leather, mm-hmm. you know, um, as someone uh, looking back as that, as the, you know, as that 12 year old kid, 15 year old kid who was like, oh, will they ever someday, you know? Yeah. Now it's like, we have so much. It's amazing. So I think, I think that it's not on a decline. I think that that plateau is, that is becoming acceptable. And, um, and now there are, there are opportunities for, you know, I, I don't know how to talk finance and investments, but I think there are opportunities. <coughs> There's like, um, um, I don't know how to say it, maybe more subtle, but those opportunities to invest in brands, vegan plant-based brands um, are there and it will, I, it will grow. It will grow because there's a need and people, people want it. And, um, you know, and, um, and yeah, people want it and they're ready for it. Do you think we're going to make a real difference in like 20 years from today? If you look, do you think that 20 years from today, there's going to be less people eating animals and it's actually going to make a difference? Because I've also seen studies where they think there's going to be more people that might eat meat. Why? Why do they think that? <laughs> it's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's oh, just, no. you know what do you think? So. Yeah. I think again, as that 12 year old, you know, vegetarian kid, I, I can't see it. You know, I always, I have, there's a lot of things that come into play here, right? It's not only up to us vegans, it, it is largely, we, it's in our hands, right? We have a responsibility to the animals and the, the planet and thus also to other human beings for their own survival and well being to keep doing what we're doing and help help inform people and help guide them to live a vegan life. But the forces at play are not just, you know, fellow human beings in the sense of like, you know, there are forces at play, like, you know, entire industries that are brutal, right? They're brutal in how they treat the animals. They're brutal in holding on to those ways of living. So, you know, and there's capital involved in that, talking about business, right? There's, there's animals' lives. The animals are a commodity to, to businesses. Right. So we have this responsibility to teach people about sentientism and show them and remind them that living beings that humans as much as our you know non-humans were not quote unquote put here for the use of other people so while we have those big giant forces at play right lobbies the dairy industry those huge huge powerful they're powerful politically as well, right? They can pull strings behind the scenes. So we have a huge responsibility. Everyone who, every vegan and everyone who's working, you know, whether it's activists or in the media, we have, we have the responsibility to, to ensure that, you know, as, to fight and as hard as we can to win that world 
where right. people are no longer consuming our fellow sentient beings. Right, yeah. But I, I just thinking about now and how much it's grown and how much people are becoming aware, you know, thinking about it. Even future generations, I was talking to my nine-year-old great niece last night <laughs> who says that vegan mozzarella is better than dairy mozzarella. Okay. And she was trying to like tell me why she couldn't be vegan. I mean, she's nine, you know, there are nine-year-olds who go vegan, but she's thinking about it, right? So for future generations, I think we've come such a long way. that was almost unimaginable. You know, we knew what we were doing was right all of these decades, right? Da Vinci, Pythagoras, centuries ago, they were doing the correct thing. But it's grown so exponentially in the past decade and even the past five years that I cannot imagine, even just for saving the planet, right? Don't humans want to continue existing? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to think about this and start taking action, you know, in their own lives and on, and even on a larger level to ensure that our planet continues <laughs> to exist. It's true. It's true. And I think you guys out of New York, you've got a good mayor that's leading, you know, some good stuff out of there. As you far know, as the- animals are concerned, yes, but I would love him to, to consider human beings as well. <laughs> so there's always... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't followed too much on that that side. I've yeah, followed yeah. more on his, you know, the vegan side and the, that yeah. side. So I, you you would know more about the other side of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's implemented a lot of programs. It's growing, and um, he has a good team. That's that's you know they've put programs in schools for plant based right. eating. So it's really it's great to see, and also yeah, you know, cities. I mean, even rural areas we need to feed our children, right? It's not even only a matter of veganism, but we need to feed our children, not personal children, but, you know, our our children in the sense of, right, we're responsible to the future generations and our communities. So we're responsible for feeding our children and feeding them food that will be healthy for them. So that is, yeah, that's a wonderful thing that's that in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard thing about those school systems because everything's so subsidized by meat and dairy and, and, and they buy in such bulk. So I heard it was like they were their their cost on meat per kid was something like something like 40 cents or 80 cents or something dollar. Like so it's like trying to it's trying to get plant-based down to the comparable. Mm-hmm. to yeah. be sustainable you know and that's the hard part is you know and I think that obviously it can be figured out but it, you know it's 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 uh and that was the that's the the, the challenge of tr- to try and put it on a mass thing like that is how do we you know get it down if the schools don't have barely any money as it is you know so but I think he's he's worked on that and tried to figure that part out which is I knew not an easy job to do and I think more schools in all places including Canada would implement more they could figure out that cost structure yeah and they can like mathematically they can yeah just implementing it because of those powerful yeah they got so publicly as well right it's a challenge because then of course if you make people angry right then they're not going to give you an easy time they're actually going to uh you know, try to impede any progress, which, you know, is also 
now we're talking business, but it's also kind of backwards to me because why wouldn't we want a society that we're in which we care about each other? Yeah, yeah, right. Why would you want a society, right? Why would you want to perpetuate your business? Yes, it's feeding you and yours, but why would you want to perpetuate your own business that is harming others and your very own planet? You yeah. know, if you're a business person, you make a little bit of effort, you learn and you shift, you know, you reconstruct your business to make it to make it one that's actually healthful not only for the people involved and those it directly affects, but across the globe. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't, I just don't understand that kind of thinking, um, this kind of rigid, you know, sticking to the way things have been done when, when you know, when we're supposed to be evolving, right? <laughs> we're supposed oh. to be evolving and becoming better, I think, right? Well, aren't we supposed to be becoming better and better? <laughs> true yeah we, we are we are and we have to be like you said it's it's a must now for the planet for the environment and stuff and it just is i think it just keeps coming down to more people got to be educated more and more and more because when i'm just talking to people that might be pushing back against something they most of them can't hold an argument with me anything about the environment they don't they're not educated in right. it you know and so you know, so I think as they get educated more in it, and the next generation too helps a lot. It's hard to change the old generation's ways when people are in be when people are in behaviors for yeah. fifty years. Yeah. It's that's the hardest thing to do with humanity is change behavior in general, just yeah. in uh, an individual. Yeah. So you know, I think we've we've got to get the younger generation and really teach them. And they're the ones that are going to make a real difference. That'll be a huger impact. I mean, I, I, in the last episode of my TV show, I, I, I told you I interviewed my parents and I asked them, you know, has me being vegan um, changed your perception? You know, they grew up slaughtering their own animals mm -hmm. and my animals, my pets, <laughs> my pet bunny and, you know, so um, to eat not just, you know, not in cold, not in cold, yeah. just to murder them, but, you know, as food. Um, and my father, I didn't, I didn't realize this until he said it on camera during the interview, because he's a chef and we've been very much, I grew up there eating mostly plants, vegetable, our diet was largely vegetable based, the Mediterranean, Mediterranean diet, right? Right. And my father also grows his own vegetables. So they, we ate very little meat, even as a kid. So every, I speak to my dad every day. He's 81 now. And, um, you know, I'm like, he's like, did you eat? So this is the thing. I'm like, oh, daddy, I made this and that, you know, what did you eat, daddy? And he's like, you know, beans, a little piece of bread. I baked some bread this morning. So I had some fresh bread and beans, roasted peppers, some asparagus, some Swiss chard. It's all veggies, right? So I'm not even really thinking about it. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll be like, I had a little piece of chicken. And I'm like, why are you still eating animals? But that is so rare. You know, we right. don't want to eat animals at all. But it's so rare that he eats an, he eats an animal. So during the interview, when I asked them this question, he said, well, I've been eating less animals because of you. And I was like, it had not even occurred to me. He stopped drinking dairy milk, right? For his own health more than the animals. But if his daughter hadn't been vegan, yeah, he wouldn't have been learning. Even my an uncle of mine who is now my late uncle, who died in his mid-90s, when he was in his 80s, he called me 
And he said to me, Lucia, I stopped drinking. I've been drinking soy milk <laughs> in your 80s. You're yeah. this rural Southern Italian immigrant who's had like so little education. And he was so excited to tell me because it was because his niece was vegan that he learned. And it was just, you know, amazing. But you're right that even if, you know, a small amount of older, you know, of our elders become vegan or stop consuming or consuming less animals, the lot we have a bigger, we will have a bigger impact if we reach the younger generation. Yeah, yeah. And it's good when, you know, when the older ones, they, you know, start to get it more too. And, yeah. and, and do, you know, and even, you know, even with these shows that I do in the podcast so much that, you know, people will be like, you know, somebody joked in my family was like, okay, tell the women to stop watching those shows, you know, because they're real meat eaters, right? I, I grew up in a, a part of Canada. It's just, you know, it's meat eating, right? It's just, and so they'll like, you know, jokingly stop watching those shows because the women cook, right? You know what I mean? And so they're only going to get that, you know, stuff, right? So, yeah. Keep watching, keep watching. Totally, totally, right? <laughs> awesome. So this has been a great interview. Where can everybody find you at websites, social medias, and anything like that? I'm just, I don't know when you're going to put this out, but I'm just reconstructing the Lucia's Vegan Lifestyle website. So it's just Lucia Vegan Lifestyle. I don't put Lucia's because then people think that's my name. So they'll be like, hi, Lucia's. And I'm like, no, I'm only one Lucia. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it makes sense. So Lucia Vegan Lifestyle. But if you Google Lucia's Vegan Lifestyle, you'll find everything. I'll send you the links if you want to yeah. put them yeah. in the text part of the of the podcast. But um, but if you just Google Lucia's L U C I A apostrophe S vegan lifestyle, everything will come up. The TV show to watch on MNN if you're in New York, and it will soon be uh, have a simultaneous live stream. Again, they had to pause it because they're they're building new studios, so that's temporarily paused. Um, and the you the my YouTube channel, so you can watch episodes streaming there. And I hope that people will subscribe because as you know, that helps us, you yeah, know, subscribe, it helps us um, continue to do what we're doing. And if they would follow uh, Lucia's Vegan Lifestyle on Amazon, which is amazon.com slash live slash Lucia Vegan Lifestyle, if they would follow there, that also helps me grow and keep doing this to help people live a vegan life. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And everybody go check her stuff out. And this has been a wealth of information. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye-bye.